Welcome to Naked. No way! Why does he have similarities with your ex? <laughs> oh my oh god. god! I know. I know. Where we enclose our raw life stories and vulnerable souls. <laughs> you don't imagine it until you get through. Oh my god, I gave him nothing. Welcome to this episode of Naked. We are your hosts, Ali, Bettina, and Danny. Today, we'll be talking about our career journey and the lessons and challenges that come with it. But before that, I would like to hear from you guys. How are you right now? If you could describe your current state in maybe a word or two, what would you use and why? Um, okay, I'll go first. So I know a lot of people might hate me for this. I- I'm just being real here, okay? I feel indifferent just for this week and like right now mm-hmm. yeah only because there's been a lot going on in this world and at home when i say at home it doesn't necessarily mean with my family it could also mean studies so yeah it gets really tiring for me sometimes to just have to deal with the current reality so just for this week please let me feel indifferent Yeah, of course. So, so yeah, uh, that's it. That's how I'm doing <laughs> wow. uh, right now. I was also surprised a bit. But yes, you are entitled to what you're currently feeling. So thank you for sharing that. How about you, Danica? So how am I feeling today in particular? Honestly, I'm in pain. As in like body ache-wise. Um, I have been working for most of the day. So that's how I feel today. But if I were... <laughs> If I were to describe in broader strokes how I feel in the last two days, I would do so with something that I read from Ursula Le Guin. The title was Buffalo Gals, Won't You Come Out Tonight? It's a short story. And there was this one sentence that resonates with how I feel right now. So it says here, She was sitting up on the shelf, her feet dangling, not feeling bad anymore but dreamy and weak. So I feel happy and content, but at the same time, I still feel like I need to recuperate. Wow. Oh, that's deep. <laughs> it's funny because I just got this from like a meme, you know. Wow. <laughs> like a meme huh? challenge. But anyway, yeah, very relevant. So it really resonated right. with me. And looking back at, you know, the journey career-wise that I've had, it is kind of, similar to the story of this this girl uh, she was wandering the desert and found her way um, and this was the first this was from this line was from when the first time she woke up and that's kind of how i feel that i've just gone through a lot of things and i'm waking up finally to myself so i still i'm tired but uh-huh. i i love how that excerpt from that book evoked so many kinds of emotion. I felt at ease, but at the same time, I also felt the pain. I felt hopelessness, mm. but I was at ease. Nice one, Danny. Same. <laughs> same. Actually, I think it also describes how I feel right now, although earlier today I was thinking about it, and I've been saying this for how many days already, but the one word I would describe how I am and how I feel the past few days and today is is really calm 
it may come as a surprise to the both of you because yeah, totally. you, you know what I'm going through. I know. How could <laughs> you like, say that? And like, don't get me wrong because it's it's not because I don't have problems because I have a lot of problems. <laughs> and I am also equally frustrated with the limitations of our lives and our government. Um, but I think the turning point really was redirecting uh, mm. my mindset right. and focus on the things that I can control right. and just letting go of the things that I can't. That's nice. And it also doesn't mean that I would neglect my responsibilities to, to people in my life. Like, for example, right, right. my friends, my family, because I always make sure that I'm present too at work. Mm-hmm. Um, I do check-ins with people mm-hmm. um, and like uh, as a citizen too, I, I also am responsible with the things that I post online. So basically like anything I put my mind into, I make sure that I'm there 100%. But there's this liberating feeling too of like accepting that there are so many things in life that you can't control. Mm-hmm. We can control how we move forward with those things. This is wow. what I keep thinking um, about really. You actually low-key inspire me. Um, low-key lang? Low-key? <laughs> God, joke. Yeah, low-key? you. Dude, no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> bata, bata. No, <laughs> no, no, but... Yeah, you, you inspire me in a way. I admire how you process whatever life throws at. I understand that this calmness is also a privilege that I have. And I keep saying this, but like I if I could infect people with how I feel, I would. I feel like I'm in a bubble of mm. zen and peace and I wanna pull as many people as I can in this mm. bubble. But yeah. Nice. Yeah. It's how it's how I feel right now. So yeah. But thank you for sharing that. Um, so now, can you briefly walk us through your individual career journey? And how would you describe the experiences overall? How about you, Danny? Can you walk us through your career journey so far? Right. So I started my career journey quite late or I, well, for me, it was quite late because I graduated, but then I took a gap year under my parents' request because they wanted to spend time with me. Yeah, I, I realized, no, I, I know that's a privilege that I have. But at the same time, being in that spot where I wanted to do something for myself and couldn't, it was a very different feeling. I could see the privilege, but at the same time, I dislike it. I curse mm. it. But looking back now, I do, I'm thankful for that gap, even though it wasn't something that I wanted for myself. It's mm. It made a difference. And don't get me wrong, I wasn't just idle in that gap year. I was doing volunteering work Mm -hmm. for the organization, for this institute in my college where I ended up eventually working in up until now. So I spent a lot of time volunteering for that specific organization within that year until eventually, because of my constant presence, I'd like to believe they just kind of absorbed me Mm-hmm. So that's how it started. And I started as a research assistant and now I'm program coordinator for youth leadership. Wow. Honestly, I sometimes I get embarrassed to say that I've only had one job since I graduated college. Of course not. And my skill set has not expanded compared to my peers like yourselves who've gone into different 
types of work. So yeah. you've learned marketing, you've learned so-and-so, whereas I'm still trying to get the hang of that on my own. Um, currently, where I am now, I'm still with that office, but I've recently told them that I am going to find other opportunities elsewhere. And it's mm-hmm. like really recent, no more than three months ago. So... On the same field? Um, in the same field, I'm... That's actually something I'm still thinking about. And it's very interesting because I realize once I'm currently in development work, it's a feminist NGO that I work in. Mm-hmm. And from my peers, the peers that I've met, it's very hard to get back into development work once you've gone into the corporate world. And it's truly <laughs> it a struggle that I am still trying to like accept. So to answer your question, yes, I'm still looking for something within the field. Within the field. But I am, depending on the work, I am taking, trying to take advantage or, you know, of the fact that I've gained this much experience. Maybe I can use it elsewhere in another field. Or maybe I can convince you to try a corporate field. We'll see. But yes, that's my career journey so far. It's been really good, you know. Yeah. And Wait, also... For me, you're doing so. You're, you're doing like really meaningful work. Not that my work is meaningful, but like I don't know. My my social political heart is like, oh my gosh, she's doing the work that I've always wanted to do. Sometimes I think of that too, but then you know I realize meaningful work can mean a lot of things. That's true. it. Doesn't just mean you're working in an NGO. Someone else's work is less meaningful than yours. Um, thank you for that, but I would beg to differ. You know, um, I've also decided to enroll last 2019 in graduate school, so I'm taking uh, anthropology mm. while I'm working. Yeah. So there. What about you, Bettina? Okay. Initially, I would describe the early stages of my career journey as a curse. (laughs) Simply because of the life choices I've made and the circumstances that kept me from doing what I love doing. So because of that, I'm finding it hard right now to move forward in life. Because if you take a look at my resume, um, you'd notice that I've been jumping from one job to another and I've haven't even lasted a year in one particular job. The longest I've been in one job is nine months, I guess. And this compromises my image as a job applicant. So upon graduating from college in 2016, I applied at this New Zealand-based staff training and development company as their Philippine branch coordinator, meaning Uh, The scope of my work wasn't only limited to administrative tasks. I also had to market and sell our services. And this was pretty difficult for me because the scope of my work was completely different from what I studied in college. And also during this time, I was also building my own startup company. And in between, I was taking my master's degree in political economy. So the reason why I left my first job was because of mental health issues, which I would love to share with you in one of the coming episodes. So there, I was advised by my doctor to let go of my stressors because clearly I was already burnt out. 
Ayun. So, I filed the leave in school and quit my job. So, having left with my startup, I decided to direct all my focus there. So, I went back and forth to Singapore to meet with my business partner. We had a really good relationship and I appreciate the time and effort that he put in making my dream then a reality, which was to bring this uh, U.S. children and teens program to our country. Yes. Wow, pioneer. <laughs> so, ayun, I did all the legwork while my business partner did all the financing. So fast forward to 2018, I was able to pull off one of the greatest achievements in my life. I, with a very generous help, I got from my ex, who is still my best friend, by the way, and my family, I was able to convince parents of 32 students to enroll their children in this program. I actually, at that time... Wait, are they all Filipino children? Yes. Okay. Wow, that's interesting and cool. Actually, at that time, I thought that was going to be my career na. Like, organizing and facilitating in this program until I retire. So, following its success, um, my business partner decided to partner with one of the couples who enrolled their children in the program. So, at first, I was hesitant because I thought, hello, it, it wasn't fair of him yeah. to make me a minor shareholder after pitching. Because you're the, the original partner. Yeah. yeah, and I pitched the whole idea of doing the program in the Philippines. Oh, right? Yeah. So You're going to take it under your wing. Yeah, I get yes. that. Okay. But then actually, um, after some careful thought, I realized that you know that was the best option to take since this beautiful couple runs this below-the-line advertising agency. Obviously, they had the resources to make the program extra successful. If that makes sense. Oh, that's so selfless of you, though, to like give up but still being front seat to a special program just to see it through, just so it could continue in the country. Not only continue, not only continue um, to grow, they made me their project specialist. So all I had to do was to apply my knowledge and experience of the program to basically everything from canvassing venues, marketing the program, and what else? Looking for staff. But unfortunately, uh, the program that was supposed to run in 2019 did not push through. Uh, My business partner and I had a falling out. But the company which we were working with accepted my account executive job application. Actually, I'm really thankful to them because they trusted me enough to hand me one of their biggest clients. I mean, this is also, this is the same couple, right? Yes, yes, uh, yes. Okay. Correct. So, yeah. So, yeah, it was a good learning experience working with them because the environment is very fast-paced. They're very detail-oriented and, uh, I guess, organized. So, yun yung mga takeaway ko from that company. Um, well, unfortunately for me, the company started reorganizing their structure in the coming 2020. No? So, they were establishing a sister company where my colleagues then will soon transfer to. I didn't want to transfer and start from my starting salary. So, I looked for another job uh, closer mm-hmm. to where I live. Reasonable. Actually, 
Mm-hmm. Nung una, akala ko, ang ina-applyan ko, pareho dun sa trabaho ng previous company ko. Misleading pala yung job title na sinulat ng recruiter dun sa job site. So, nalaman ko na lang nung interview na kung ano yung job na ina-applyan ko. So, yeah, but I still ended up taking the job. Um, so, yun. That's how I landed a job in real estate development as a property specialist. And I'm really thankful also for the people I've worked with there because they were really so nice. And I've built a really good relationship with them. Anyway, so that's, ayun, that, yeah, so yeah. that's how I landed a job in real estate development as a property specialist. Prior taking this job, I actually already closed down my startup because it wasn't making any money anymore. It was just bleeding. So, ayun. Okay lang though. Um, life doesn't end here. Yeah. Ayun. So, fast forward to 2020. Ayun, because of the pandemic, I found it difficult to sell high-end properties. So, I decided to quit and then just pursue my master's degree. And look for a job in the public sector. Because umpisa pa lang, ito na yung gusto kong gawin talaga eh. I also had... Quite a few different in like different industry exposures in my career journey. Like when I graduated, my first job wasn't really related to the course that I, I took. So there are a lot of times that I felt like I had no other choice too. So being the eldest daughter in my family, um, we've always had like financial issues. So as soon as I graduated, I felt responsible to step up and help out. And so I took the first job offer that was given to me and it was for a project-based job at this well-known coffee shop. Back then, before taking the job offer, I was still fresh grad. I was still very adamant about going into politics. Like I wanted to be, I really wanted to be a diplomat. I wanted to be an ambassador. But I took the first job still because I also knew that customer service is an essential skill in any role. And I'm glad I did. Actually, I learned a lot from that job. I uh, really got to see what it was like on the other side of the counter and how sometimes the the phrase, yung customer is always right, is actually taken for granted. I got to see that that side. Mm, and it was interesting. Very, yeah. Super helpful, yeah. So, in less than a month, after that whole project-based uh, job, I took another project-based job. Um, the second offer that was given to me. So at this time, it was for a BPO company and it was for a night shift job. People who know me or people who are close to me know that I'm a sleepy person. So yun, yun yung challenge ko talaga sa night shift job na to. Mm-hmm. Kasi I like sleeping. I just sleep anywhere where I can, when I can. Right. And <laughs> what made it even more challenging is, is I'm also a social person. So meeting friends and spending time with Uh, my family and my boyfriend at the time was was important to me. And so I remember I'd sacrifice sleep during the weekends para lang ma-maintain ko or, or like just to keep my sanity intact. Mm-hmm. And um, funny enough, that job led me to like the next career path that is that took me to where I am right now. So at one of my commutes going home, I bumped into one of my cousins, and I casually mentioned that I was like open for opportunities. Wow. And he and he mentioned, oh, 
his girlfriend was working at this executive search firm. So basically what they do now is they interact with people all the time and they help them find jobs. So that was his like sales pitch. So jobs that help people immediately my social political for the people heart was like, oh yeah, that sounds like the kind of job that I would want to get into. And so I said, he went through the interview and was given an offer and I took the job. So actually, because I was working night shift and this job was morning shift. I remember my last day sa BPO was on the Friday and then I had to I had to go to the first day of work the, the Monday after that. So it's like I was jet lagged for some reason, um, which was funny. My experience in that third job now it's a full-time job now, so it's not project-based anymore. So my experience there, well, it was definitely far from what I expected it to be. <laughs> <laughs> but I grew fond of the experience and the people. I fell in love with the work, which opened new amazing doors for me in my career. And right now, I'd say I'm exactly where I want to be. Oh, <laughs> it sounds so cheesy, <laughs> but yeah, <laughs> I am part of the HR team in a company where my voice is valued and my voice is heard. And also, from time to time, get to practice my social political roots by advocating for the values of the company and the values that we share. I stand for as well. So yeah, it's been a roller coaster, but so far, so good. Looking back, do you think you would change anything in the decisions that you made, uh, Danny? Um, looking back, yeah, yeah, I think I would have changed something there. Honestly, um, I I'm very passionate about what I do, and like you, Ali, that whole you know calling, and some people call it naive, like save the world type of ambition which I sincerely do not believe so if anybody tells you that don't okay there are ways to help the world and you don't you can go save the entire world but you can save someone's world you know yes mm-hmm. yes yeah so I was, I'm very passionate about what I do and it being my first job uh, and I work in an NGO so you know it's very it's advocacy based and there's a very very fine line sometimes non-existent between advocacy and identity I suppose if we're being really really honest about it so um, I got very immersed in it in the job that I do I basically attached my whole identity into this job into what I was doing not just a position not just the office but into what I was doing and it got very bad and very toxic where I actually had to see or I was recommended actually. No, not recommended even. I was required to mm, see. Oh my gosh. Uh, I was required to see um, a counselor to talk about my feelings. <laughs> um, and I did. That was basically don't establish now I just have to step away from my job I overdid it basically I overworked and I it was like I was my job or I was nothing you know that mm. and it I was either being uh, ish and mm. I was it was either I was being productive or I'm not and when I'm not I start to panic I, I remember distinctly 
after you know having those visits with the counselor thinking na okay i have to relax i have to do something that's not mm. work and i would start crying when i think that mm. i had to relax as in literally like i have to relax i have to relax and then i just start crying because oh i could gosh not. i didn't know it was that really, it was very bad so yeah if there was anything i would change back then i guess it's that to never ever attach your identity to just one thing you're not just an employee you're not just an advocate you're not just a student you know if you don't excel or if you're not doing that or practicing that identity you're not nothing you're not a failure canon mm. so yeah. i've thankfully grown from that although honestly i still find it difficult especially you know with this pandemic to find those boundaries pero i've I've realized it's about making a conscious decision. When I feel right. like, okay, Correct. Um, uh, I've worked this many hours now and it's gonna be, I'm literally going to finish work the next day from when I started. Ganun kahaba yung work days sometimes. So I make a conscious decision to just stop and try to do something for myself. So yeah. Yeah. Oh, that's so inspiring. How about you, Rathina? Would you change anything? I don't know if you uh, you noticed earlier I said that initially I would describe my career journey in the beginning as a curse. But upon reflecting, I yeah. I was shocked. <laughs> Hello. So, and upon reflecting, um going back to Danica's take on our journey where she sort of mentioned that it broadened our skill set. I realized that yeah, you know, she's she's right. And because of that, I look at my career journey now as both a blessing and a curse. If it weren't for my career choices, I wouldn't have, let's say, untapped my potential in marketing and selling and being able to work under pressure and building, I guess, long-lasting relationships with my corporate partners. And that right. I am very thankful for. Ah. I wouldn't change anything except maybe how I reacted to certain like dramatic events. Oh like, my gosh, I can relate <laughs> to that. I mean, I've always been like this super calm person, I think, ever since. Actually, you are. <laughs> but And I'm surprised are... to be hearing this from you. I know, like, but there are some there are some like instances in the past especially that I would now look back and say huh, I could have done better <laughs> but mm. but yeah I wouldn't change like career-wise I wouldn't change anything mm. mm-hmm. because I, I really think that everything that happened to me brought me to where I am right now and it's right now is where I am meant to be it's mm-hmm. so poetic but I mm-hmm. really feel that believe that in my core so yeah that's nice my last question really to sort of wrap up this whole episode is If this is our chance to reach out to people and 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 hopefully be an inspiration to other people who are listening, what message would you give people right now who are anxious, lost, or just still trying to figure out life? Daddy, read our title. <laughs> We're all lost. <laughs> yes. <laughs> we <really> yeah. Are. <laughs> yeah, we really are. You know. Um, Working where I do work, it's still within school boundaries, I would say. I'm constantly surrounded by um, people who we often think have it all together or are mm-hmm. successful. They have 
PhDs, they're ambassadors. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. They have, you know, numerous local, national, international um, impacts and influence and mm-hmm. titles. Pero it's not the measure of success. Talaga. And honestly, too, I've come to realize as well, often, the more of those titles and usual markers of success that we have, like degrees, for example, um, awards, papers published, mm. charities, yes. your name, you know, they're often bigger emptiness you may feel inside. Mm. Wow, that's interesting. So, yeah, if I were to give any advice, no one has it figured out. And after graduation, we often think, what is my life purpose? I have sisters who are only about to graduate college and they're thinking, mm-hmm. I'm worried because I don't know what I want to do in life. Mm-hmm. And the point is, you're, you you are never going to know. Kasi, Four uh, years after I, graduation, we're still yeah. asking the same question. Yeah. Right. A wise young feminist once told me, purpose is built, it's not found. So you decide the thing that you want to dedicate your life to and then you work towards that. You don't just stumble on it. Although some people do, but, you know, once they do, even if you stumble, even if you're lucky enough to stumble upon it, you still have to work towards it. So purpose really is built, it's not found. I agree. um, Build your purpose. And mm. you're more than just what you're doing now. You go to sleep exactly. at night as yourself, not as your job, not, not as a student. So Yeah. Very well exactly. said, Danny. For me, it's like somewhat related, but more for people who currently have a job, but they don't feel like they belong to that job or like they're still finding their way. I would say don't discredit um, any experience that you have because all right. of those are valuable. And right. all of those can be useful. Even if it's not related to the field that you want, experience is experience, and it helps. And 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 as long as you're learning something new, you're growing. Mm-hmm. And so it's very important to like remember that everything is counted. Um, and I guess you try to find uh, something to love in in the things that you do in life, whatever life throws at you. Just try to find um, silver lining. Yes. Oh, yeah. Yeah, very That's... well put also, Ali. Okay, I'm going to share with you this notion of negative and positive liberty developed by Isaiah Berlin. The negative liberty basically is enjoying freedom, your freedom from external constraints. Like, for example, we have the freedom to act on our goals because no one is stopping us. Um, we're not prohibited by law. And um, what else? We're not being held captive by our parents. So and the, the problem with society is we're too focused on looking at our career journey in this lens. So we're too focused on the idea that tayo, um, we all automatically have that ability to succeed if we just put our minds into our plans and dreams. But the truth is, this is not the case in life, diba? There will always mm. be internal or external constraints that could slow down the process of our career yeah. growth. 
Exactly. Ayun. And this is where the notion naman of positive liberty comes in. It acknowledges the reality that yes, we have the freedom to do what we want. Yet, there could be instances where you cannot fulfill whatever it is you have in mind. Because simply put, you do not have the resources or knowledge to do so. So, uh, my point is, the fact that these terms exist means that it is happening and it is normal. Hindi lang nabibigyan ng pansin ng mga tao. Yeah. So, the question is, um, when is it safe to say that you're on the right path? My, my answer is, as long as you haven't given up on your dreams, you're still okay. Because eventually, life will unfold the way you want it to. Believe me. We've been friends for the longest time, but I've learned so many new things with the both of you two tonight. Same here. Um, do you want to say something? Oh, yeah. Um, special thanks to Paulina Dayrit for our podcast cover. You can find her actually on Instagram at Paulina underscore creates. Again, that's Paulina underscore creates. Also, thank you to Gael Sarne for the music composition. You may also find him on Instagram at Miguel Sarne. That's Miguel, S-A-R-N-E, Miguel Sarne. Right. Thank you, Paul and Gael. Well, there you have it. For updates and naked content, follow us on Spotify. Simply search Naked ABCDE and on Instagram at naked.thepodcast. Again, that's naked.thepodcast on Instagram. Catch us on our next one. Thank you. Bye. 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 Anong, anong gagawin niyo sa akin kung di ko pala na-record?